I'm the insurance town. I'm the mayor, Heath Sharon, and the host of this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in today and hanging out. As you saw on the title, it's Mick Hunt, my main man, Mick Hunt. I uh, love this dude. Uh, I'm so glad he's here hanging out with us. Guys, he, he gets into some cool stuff. He's going to talk to you about Patty. We're going to talk about uh, winning, what that looks like. Dude, just just hang out. You know, hang out. You're going to love this conversation. Before I get into that conversation, I want to talk to you about my good friends over at Manscaped. And they got a new tool out there. It's a new face shaver called the Handyman. You need a touch-up away from home? Your chiseled jawline won't lose its luster thanks to the dual-action foil shaver from Manscaped. The Handyman is a compact design. It means you can toss it in your bag for easy grooming on the go. And it's got a 60-minute runtime. It's got a five-minute quick charge. It's compact. It's waterproof. It's got uh, magnetic, so you don't have the hairs everywhere. It's got a USB-C cable. You name it, it's got it. Fantastic. Manscaped.com. Make sure when you go to checkout, you hit uh, the discount code MAYOR, and you get 20% off. That's 20% off plus free shipping. Uh, you're going to want that. So, also, guys, my good friends over at Smart Choice. SmartChoiceAgents.com. Go to SmartChoiceAgents.com and check it out. Uh, go to the find a carrier option or find a market, and uh, there's a map of the United States. Click on your state. You're going to see everything that you're going to want. A contact name. You're going to be able to find out what carriers are available in your state. They even have options for ENS and for specialty markets. And if you want to get into cannabis, if you want to get into uh, trucking, if you want to get into a specific niche, they've got options there too. Smartchoiceagents.com. Go check it out. Also, my friends over at OldSchoolMarketing.com. OldSchoolMarketing.com. O-L-D-E schoolmarketing.com. They have taken an old school method and taken it to a a new school way of doing things. And they help you to be able to take direct mail marketing to a whole new level by using handwritten notes, real life humans, not a font. They're going to write out the cards. They're going to write the inside, the outside, the envelope, everything. So it looks like grandma sent you a postcard or grandma sent you a card and people are going to open that. And once they open it, depending on your message, they're going to help you write. You're going to be able to close more business and get more going on. And they do a drip method, so it's not just all at once. You're going to be able to have the phone ringing every single day that month. So oldschoolmarketing.com. Go check it out. And when you do, go to Town 10 and get 10% off your entire purchase. You're going to want to check that out. Now, let's get into this conversation with Mr. Mick. Nick Hunt, my main man. What's going on, brother? What's up, baby? How you doing? Man, I am good. It's always good to see you. Same, same, same. No, I think out of the last 20 events, we've been together twice, which is crazy. It is crazy. (laughs) I just thought this industry was that small, and it is, but at the same time, there's a lot of events going on, a lot of things going on. Yeah, you know what we need to do? We need to have a quick conversation with everyone that does events and say, hey, why don't we just do one massive event for like a week, week and a half? Yeah. We go to one city for like 10 days 
and everybody well, can still do their their little events. I shouldn't say little. I'm not belittling anyone. Everyone no, can get do any events, but just make it a big deal and have everybody there one time. Like the, the Super Bowl city. of events. Exactly. <laughs> everybody just shows up. The press can be there. The, all the podcasters. Right. Right. The who's who's could all be in one week, one exactly. spot. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, like the Super Bowl, they have media day oh, and yeah. media row. Like oh, yeah. the two days before, like imagine you and all the podcasters, right? Just sitting oh, yeah. there in this big field and everybody walking through. Like that's got to be like the craziest, coolest thing that hasn't happened that we should make happen. Oh, we should definitely make that happen for sure. Um, but man, I uh, it's good to see you guys doing big things over there at, at Premier Strategy Box and everything's going good with you. And, you know, you and I talked earlier, you got a kid coaching college football now. That's cool. So season's. Picking up right now. Yeah. University of Central Florida. They're they're undefeated right now. So let's hope Who's the head coach team. there? Gus Malzahn. Used to That's be what I thought. Yeah. So he's a family friend of ours. He's from Arkansas. He is. And um, his wife used to sell insurance to my dad and I years ago. Okay. And when he was a high school coach out here at uh, Springdale Harbor or at uh, one of those high schools out here. But yeah. he's a legend. Uh, yeah, dude. Unbelievable. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how y'all picked him up down there in Central Florida. How they picked him up in Central Florida—that's awesome, though. Absolutely. And so they're going into the Big Twelve this year. So new conference, bigger boys, but they're looking good. They're looking good. Yeah, dude. Um, Gus could pull out some some trick plays and some fun stuff, and he's got some mm-hmm. cool stuff up his sleeve all the time. Yeah, he's a great leader of men too. So I give that to Gus. He's a great leader of men. Yeah, dude, for sure. He's got he's got good stock. His family's good people. So. But you're a UNC guy at heart. I am a Tar Heel through and through. Yep. And, no uh, mistake about that. Well, I root for Central Florida. Sure. My son is there, but my heart will always reside in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Now, now is that is that tough during football season for you? No. Okay. No. I know it, basketball, it, it, you're fine, but football. it will never be tough in football season either. If there's a bowl game and if if the national championship this year is UCF in North Carolina. Gus, in case you're listening to this podcast, and Jay, my son, you all know I will have on Carolina gear. Just I hope it will be a very close game. (laughs) Right on. Right on. (laughs) So uh, that's awesome. So uh, and you got other kids in college, right? You got all the kids are almost all out, right? Yep. So my daughter graduated a couple of years ago, so she's out. My youngest son is in Beloit College in Wisconsin. Okay. Growing up in Florida, he is now in Wisconsin. So this is his senior year. Wow. Yeah. So what's that? Been, I mean, does that make you just feel old now that you got kids coming out of college? Dude, every morning I wake up, I feel a day older. Like I feel <laughs> a day older. <laughs> Dude, I'm the same way, bro. I'm the same way. Mine are just teenagers, but I feel like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah. I, got two, I got two teenagers that made me feel real old. And my third one's coming right up behind them. Yeah. Uh, it's just a yeah. struggle, man. My but, body feels old, and then you just realize you're not as cool as you thought you once were. Yes, man. Like, like I swear, five years ago, I was the coolest dude on earth, and now apparently my kids are just like, "Dad, stop it, please." Like, no, okay. I get it. <laughs> like, I was dropping my kid off at the school line. My uh, middle child, she's 13. She got out before I even got to the door, like way back in the back of the line, and I was like. Uh-huh. What? And she's like, I don't want anybody to see it. I was like, I'm cool. Like, your friends think I'm cool. It's like, no, dad, they just they just laugh because they, they just laugh at you. And I'm like, 
Okay, fine. Yeah. I thought it was cool, but I got you. Right. Yes, it's sir. sad, man. Because there was a time yeah. when they'd be like, oh, my dad, let me meet my dad. And now it's like, damn it. Right. Yeah. Now it's a text message. Hey, dad. Yeah. Here I am. And, and we're, we're like two feet from each other. Like, you can't yep. even talk to me now. Okay. Yep. Got it. <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. All right. So let's do a quick walk down memory lane before we get into some business here. Um, so let's go back. I know you've been on before, but just to give the audience again, just a little rundown of Mick Hunt. Man, so it's what, 2023 now? Yep. Been in the industry for exactly 23 years. So I'm, I'm in my Jordan year of insurance, right? I, I like to say that. This is my Jordan year of insurance, right? That's that UNC coming out, baby. Doggone right it is. Doggone right. But um, 23 years, started out sales manager for a nationwide agency. Um, I, I say this all the time. I realized I was helping someone else live their dreams, right? You know, going, the, the principal was going on trips to like Rome, to France, to Banff, Canada, to Atlantis, right? And I get to go on trips to like Atlanta, right? <laughs> so Atlantis and Atlanta are are definitely not the same thing. It took me it took me a day to realize that, but but I realized it really quickly. But but no, like Mark Vitale, that's who I work for, big nationwide agent, is like my father of insurance. Like he's he's my mentor still to this day. I call him at least once a month. We talk for about an hour, go do dinner or whatever. Right. But I went to go, he gave me his blessings to go start my own agency. Oh, that's cool. Started from scratch, but I knew I wanted to go into commercial because it was 2007, 2008, which looked like a lot like today. <laughs> right. The market was changing. The market yeah. was hardening. Um, big financial crisis. Went into commercial, grew the agency from scratch to 3.2, 3.3 million of revenue in three years. And Really focus on sales strategy, revenue generating strategies, the right processes to grow. Didn't think I was doing anything cool or different than anyone else, but soon I realized I was, right? And it was just because I focused on strategy and KPIs and and my team did more than just insurance, right? Like we were we were more than just an insurance agency, if that makes sense. Like we really ran it like a business. Um, a few years ago, started Premier Strategy Box to help agencies in that sense, right? Like, how do you really run your agency like a business and not like an insurance agency? Because we're all taught as insurance agents, right, to be insurance agents. That's what our carriers tell us to do, right? It's all about how right. much premium can you write and, and blah, blah, blah. And I tell people all the time, man, like premium is revenue for your insurance carrier. That's why they taught you about premium. Your focus should be revenue, right? Right. Not premium is not the same thing. And so we just help agencies and staff like understand the ins and outs of more than just insurance. So, you know, if I'm in front of Heath and I'm an account manager, forget what I need to do in my management system or CRM and all that. How do I satisfy Heath? Right. And that's what we focus on teaching, man. It's like, yeah, we know you got to put stuff in the management system. We know you're going to be anal about how things are labeled and documented and all that. But at the end of the day, you get paid to make sure Heath is the most valuable customer and client that you have. Right. And that's what we try to teach. Yeah, I love that. So at what point, because I know we talked about this before, but I don't know if I ever asked you this question on the last time you were on, but at what point 
did you decide, you know, to go from the agency to Premier Strategy Box? Like, where was that? Like, did someone just enough people just ask you what you were doing, or how did you decide? Yeah. So, in between selling my agency, I went to to work at a large MGA. Um, there, I inherited like thirty five million of of revenue, grew it to seventy million, and that's what really sparked me to say I need to help other agents do this. Okay. I was partnering with with the big eye of North Carolina to help do consulting in North Carolina. And then I just realized I wanted to do it bigger than just North Carolina because I had friends in other states um, that were looking for help and I didn't want there to be a conflict of interest. So I said, I'm just going to start Premier Strategy Box so that I can help people everywhere. Right. And so, so that's, that became the deal. Friends reaching out, asking for help. And a couple of my friends were like, you should turn this into a business. And I said, okay, let's do that then. <laughs> yeah, dude. Is that something that started for you? Like even like in childhood or growing up, you were always into processes and. I have always been into winning. Okay. I, I, like that. I, am, I am the most competitive person that you will ever meet. And yeah. so I'm always about winning. And that's how I look at business is how do I win every single day? How do I win every moment? How do I win every situation? Right now, do you win 100% of the time? No, because you need life lessons. Right. But I promise you, Heath, I'm bringing it because I'm trying to win every day, every situation, every moment I'm trying to win. And that's how that's how I was raised. Right. Very competitive family. I was always the leader on every sports team that I was on, not because I said, hey, I'm the leader. It's just, hey, I'm going to go do the work, right? And if you want to get to the finish line, you got to do the work with me and let's just go do it. And that's how I operate today with my team. I do the work, right? Yeah, like, dude. I, every, everything that I ask my team to do, I do. Okay, so being a sports guy, um, and we probably, we're probably in the same somewhat generation, What? Uh, who are those athletes you looked up to? Give me the top – let's go top five. All right. Athletes you looked up to leaders. Why? I know Michael Jordan's got to be in there, but yep. leader wise. So I'm not going to give you Jordan one. Number okay. one, number one is my uncle, Stanley Morgan. Okay. He is the New England Patriots all time leading receiver. What I know about sports leadership, sports tenacity, and winning started with him. Wow. Started with him. Like my uncle is a ruthless competitor, right? So I got my competitive spirit from him. Like he competes and like to to this day, it's it's what I'm in, I'm on the West Coast, so it's almost nine o'clock in the morning. If I called my uncle and said, "Hey, we're about to race tying our shoes together," he would put a dollar or something out and say, "Let's go." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. On tied shoes. Yeah, that that is my uncle. We will race to. We will compete for anything. All right, so who's number two for you? Number two is Jordan. Okay. Number right. three is Kobe. Okay. What Even about what about like, Jordan and Kobe? That's just, a, just their first one in, last one out kind of mentality? That, and, and again, I'm going to do the work. Yeah. Right? Jordan didn't have to tell you what he was doing. Kobe didn't have to tell you what he yeah. was doing. You saw it. Yeah. Right? And that I'm going to rip your heart out, and you're going to watch me rip your heart out, tenacity? Love yeah, it. love right. it. All number right, number four, four, Bo Jackson. Oh yes, Bo was unreal, dude. Like, For sure, dude. I grew up watching him. Huge, could do it all. 
Right. And he never you never heard him in a scandal of any kind or like steroids or do anything no. like that. You know, no. nowadays, you know, you see an athlete like that, you hear some sort of scandal. Yeah. That dude was just legit, just athlete slash leader. Exactly. Exactly. So five, five is going to be tough because I have like two people that I have in mind, but I'm going to go with, with my fifth, Lawrence Taylor, because he also is a UNC UNC, guy. baby. Lawrence Taylor, bro. Yeah, dude. LT. Bro, LT. Like, and I've got to meet him several times, and you talk about competitive. Dude mm-hmm. is competitive. He has a fire. He yeah, crazy, dude. crazy, right? But just he's that dude. Yeah, right? dude, he is definitely that dude. That's a good list, though. Stanley Morgan, Jordan, Kobe, Bo Jackson, LT. That's a solid list. I was wondering how many of those would be North Carolina guys, but you know, you got Jordan. Yeah, you know, I, I couldn't put. Yeah, I couldn't go with my complete like Vince Carter, James right. Worthy, myself. You know, I couldn't do all that, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's funny. No, okay. You bring up a good okay. Would you put Antoine Jameson in that list at all? As far as top North Carolina players. Of all sports in the history, he would be in the top ten. Okay. I love me some Antoine Jameson, but you brought up other players first, so I just didn't know if you you bring yep. him up. Yep, he was. But you y'all know, had he, some he, solid athletes come out of UNC. I ain't gonna lie, BJ Surhoff coming out of baseball. You've had Julius exactly. Peppers. You've had yeah, yep. LT. You've had some good. You even had some a WNBA coming out of there. I think Marion Jones. You've had some good. Yeah, good stuff. The University of National Champions. That's what UNC. Oh, come on now. That's what right, we do. But anyway, so <laughs> going back to business here. So you loved, you know, you love to win. And, and I love going through a top. I just like to know where your mindset is on that because so many people look at it different ways. And so in sports, such a good way of of balancing that and looking at that and gauging yourself based on that competition. And so, okay, so once you started Premier Strategy Box, and we 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 fast forward a little bit, we've seen it, it's it's done well. You've been successful in it. And you've seen, you know, you've been on some stages talking, you developed that. What's the biggest thing? Like, I know when you started it to where it is now, stuff has changed a little bit. What was the biggest surprise for you going from start to where you are now that you noticed as you're going through this? So my, my biggest surprise, agency principals want help, but agency principals also want to be handheld and just kind of like, Hey, just do it all. And, and that's not a knock, right? Because again, right. no, 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 no. But it's just like when we talk about the strategies and what we need to do to change, and it's like we start going and it's like, well, what do you mean? I need to fire Sally. Yeah. But but Sally's been here for 30 years and all the customers love Sally. They do, but you and your team don't. So right. so what are we gonna do here? Right. Yeah. Or when we talk about a process that needs to be automated and then there's there's different things that have to happen. So I would say the biggest surprise was just more the hesitation to have change implemented. We're in a mid-roll ad. And I want to talk to you about my friends over at Canopy Connect. I love working with Canopy Connect. As you heard, Tolga on the program not too long ago. Dude, Canopy Connect is a game changer for your agency. They're going to help you get deck pages, lost runs. They're going to help you get driver lists. They're going to help you get all the pertinent information you need to quote a prospect 
without having to ask a gazillion stupid questions. It's that simple, but it's that pivotal for your agency. It's that amazing for your agency. Use canopy.com. U-S-E-C-A-N-O-P-Y.com. See, I can spell. I'm from Arkansas, but I can spell. Use canopy.com backslash H-E-A-T-H. I can spell my own name. Get it. Get a discount. Get a demo. Do it. And lastly, I got to tell you about my good friends over at Coverdesk. Coverdesk. Make sure you go to Coverdesk.com and check out what they do with virtual assistants. If you're looking to hire, if you're looking to grow, if you're looking to expand your team, in this hard market, you need some help. You're, you're having to do some things you're not used to having to do, whether it's shopping uh, your, your markets, whether it is shopping your clients, I mean, whether it is um, doing different things, whatever that might be, uh, you're going to need someone to help you out. And Coverdesk could be that person for you. They could bring a team approach or they could bring you one or two virtual assistants. Andy's been doing it a long time. There's a lot of virtual assistant companies out there, but Andy's the OG. He's been doing it a long time. He's been successful at it. And he has done so much for our industry through Coverdesk. And he's an independent agency owner himself. So he knows what's going down. Go to Coverdesk.com. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah. When you know yeah. the change needs to be in. Well, you're exactly right. And what got me, and the reason why I asked you that, because as you know, as a sales coach, uh, as I've gotten into some of these offices I've gone into, that whole aspect of the way we, things have always been done, I'd mm-hmm. heard that. And I'd seen that. Everybody talked about it. But when you get into agencies, you really do hear that. Half the agencies, if not more, I walk into like, man, I can't do that. We've always done it this way. Right. Or the previous 10 owners always did this way. Right. So now I've got to do it this way. I'm like, Come right. on now. We got, like you said, change is tough. Right. Right. But you can't go where you want to go if you don't. Right. It, it, it's like, yeah. again, going yeah. back to sports and, and athletic training. Right. Yep. Like, you you know, at the end of the day, you want to play in whatever the grand stage is, whether it's the Super Bowl or whether it's, you know, the NBA finals or the Masters or whatever. But there's work that has to go into that. And there are changes that you have to make to to do those things, right? Throughout the course of of that journey, you're constantly improving and analyzing data, right? And tweaking how you do this and looking at your preparation because you know what the ultimate goal is. For whatever reason, a lot of us in business don't look at it in in that sense of, it's a constant evolution of, of improvement and tweaking and adjusting, knowing where you're trying to go. And I think for me, again, when we talk about the biggest surprise, it's just that. It's just, you know where you want to go, right? But you you can't just wake up in the morning and go run a 200-yard dash. You know right. what I mean? It doesn't work that way. 100%. No, you're exactly right. And I think what you're talking about here is, and forgive me, but it's so like it's so simple, but people just don't do it, you know. Right. And what you're talking about, and I know there's a lot of the processes, and we'll get into some of that too that you get into. But you know, the 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 strategy is simple almost. It's like do the work, right. as you talked about earlier, not mm-hmm. be afraid to change some of those things you get into. But so many people have a hard time doing those things. Yep, yep. But they always talk about where they want to go, right? And and yeah. here, here's me calling it out because I'm also the inconvenient truth, right? 
if I spoke 17 times last year and 14 times so far this year, I see a lot of the same people going to the same events, hearing the same things over and over again. And yep. it's like, okay, so 12 months ago, we talked about this exact same thing. What'd you implement? Nothing. Well, so you're spending all this money traveling to all these events. Is it a party? Right. Because if it's a social thing, then just call it that. But don't don't talk about where you need to go and how you're going to get there if you're not going to do step one. Right? Agreed. You know, I was on a, on a panel in uh, Key West with the Carruthers crew, and we were talking about technology and whatnot. And people, one of the biggest things I hear as I'm doing consulting and whatnot is, I bought this technology and it didn't work. Or, I bought this and it's not working right. Or da, 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 they get that shiny object. I'm like, what did you do with it? Like, they'll buy all this tech. They'll go, to your point, they'll go to these conferences. They'll hear these speakers. They'll buy the shiny object. But then they don't do anything with it. They shelf it. Or they don't do it right. right. Or they half-ass it, you know, and it's like, I use the example a lot of Excel. Excel's been around 100 years, but there's mm -hmm. still formulas and things I don't know what to do with it. And I can't sit there and complain to Microsoft Excel and say, hey, it didn't work right. I bet you there's 5,000 things I don't know that it can do. Exactly. Same thing with your tech, same thing with your agency, same thing with what Mick's talking about. Yeah. There's so many little tweaks that you can make, but nobody wants to do it. No, so funniest thing ever. So, you know, we just started this new training community and, and social community called Patty, the premier agency development. Yeah, Institute. I wanted to get into that. So I'm glad you brought that up. So we had an agency principal mastermind last week. And in this mastermind, it's literally just principals talking. And our, our topic was data. Um, we're talking about bots and automation. Yeah. And at the end, you know, everybody sharing information. Again, it's not led by me. It's just everybody sharing information. And shout out to my man, Mike Fusco. Yeah, so Mike, love that guy. At the end, Mike goes, "Hey, I'm willing to help, but if I talked to you six months ago, don't call me today." <laughs> right? And I freaking loved it because Mike is all about implementation, right? Yep. So Mike's like, Mike's like, if we talk, don't call me six months later because if we talk today, be prepared to do the work or be prepared to put it in because he doesn't want to waste his time. And I freaking loved it. So shout out to my man. Mike Fusco, a former ACC guy. He's a Maryland Terp. That's right. That's right. He he thinks that, they're Big Ten, but but they're just on this little island. The Big Ten waves at them and says, yeah. hey, we're going to <laughs> I love you, Mike. Mike's a man, dude. He's one of my favorite people in this industry because you're right. He is one of those. That's how we all should be. You right. know, imagine, you know, and I, I talk to people about this a lot. People ask me about golf because insurance and golf are kind of synonymous. I'm not a golfer. Mm -hmm. So if I get out there, and I play a crappy round, which I would. If I got out there today, I'd probably shoot 105, and everybody else would laugh at me, which I'm cool with. But right. I can't get there and get pissed off because I suck, because I right. play once a year, maybe right. twice a year. Right. You know, you can't come to these conferences two and three times a year and get pissed off because you're not growing or exactly. things are happening if you're not going to implement the things that you hear. So yeah. I spoke at the Indie Tech Conference, and the first thing I said before I left the stage, I stole this from somebody else, so I'm just not original. But I was like, before you leave here, before I even start this conversation, you've already heard from five other speakers. You've already been to the trade fair. Write down two or three things right now before I even start talking that you can implement in the next 30 days in your agency. Exactly. I don't know who I stole that from. But if you're not going to walk away from these conferences, you've wasted money. If you're not going to walk away implementing something. so. Agreed. That's crazy to me. And I'm glad you brought that up because it's, you know, it's a soapbox I could stand on for a minute. But, <laughs> you know, 
um, you know, you brought up Patty. And so I wanted to get a hat on my notes here. And I was going to bring up Patty as anyway, because I've seen it come. That's why I reached out to you because I was super excited to see this come out of you. So, you know, tell me where this came from. Talk to you about what it is and um, how it's going now that you've it's been out for a little bit now. Yeah, man. So where it came from was a few of my really good friends. We were talking and they were like, Mick, there's not a really good place for us to send our teams to for like real training. Right. Like the market's about to harden up. And this was before it was like where it is today. The market's going to harden up. And I'm afraid our team can't have conversations, whether they're account managers, CSRs, agency leadership, even us as principals. Like, how do we get the training to go into the real world? And where can we go to have a collective spot of resources or feedback that's not a Facebook group, right? Because, you know, a lot of times, depending on the company and how large they are, Facebook's like restrictive. Right. You can't go on Facebook, depending on what your agency looks like. So anyway, a few of my friends, man, like Chris Paradiso, Ryan Hanley, Jeff Lover, Darren Vermos, Mike Fusco, Brent Thurman. There was there was a, a few. Not that you're name dropping or anything. Not that I'm name dropping, but these are my buddies. Right. These are my buddies. Daniel Song. And they were just like, hey. Could you do something for us? Could you create like a series of trainings? So I was like, yeah, we could do that. But as I was brainstorming, I said, well, wait a second. What if we released live trainings every week, no matter what seat you sat in? And I'm going to make this scenario up. But the first week of every month, it's centered and catered for sales producers, right? The second training of every month, week two, is centered around account managers and CSRs. Week three, it's all about agency leaders. So your, your office managers, your sales managers, your VP of ops. And then week four, it's all about agency principles and the things that are challenging them or places they want to go. And I said, what if I could take those live trainings every week and then put it in a community? So after a training's done, everybody can talk and collaborate together. So it's not about me. It's not about Premier Strategy Box. It's literally about the community. And that's what we're doing, right? Like yesterday, we did two sessions on time management. And right now in the community, People are talking about time management, right? Like I gave out um, Eisenhower matrix. So people are talking about, you know, am I quadrant two all day? Am I in quadrant three? But it's great because now people are talking and collaborating to the, together. Um, next week. You know, let me, oh, let me pause you for a second there because I'm interested in this because I host a lot of webinars and I've been to a lot of webinars as you have. We all have. The Q&A department's never that long. I mean, like you get. 10 minutes at the end of every session that you know, right. I usually go to for Q&A typically. Mm -hmm. And usually you don't have enough time because it's like, yep. oh, we have an hour for the webinar and then we shut this mother off. But right. it's like, I got questions still. Right. So you just made that an eternal Q&A. Yep. Anyone. And, and the great thing, because so it's, smart, like, man. I love it's a community and it's got a social aspect too. So, you know, people can post articles. I post an article, but then I also leave, a content or asset that goes along with that article, right? Like a month ago, we did something on culture. So I did a culture article, but then in that article were links to culture surveys, employee satisfaction um, matrix that you can download yourself, right? Like right. you get all of that stuff. But then, so, yeah, but then Jane Doe could be like, hey, the Jane Doe agency, here's what we do. Very similar to what Mick's talking about. Then you got 
you know, John, you know, hey, tell me a little more about that. And then Jane and John exactly. collaborate. And then someone else jumps in. Right. That's super cool, man. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. You go back to what you were saying. But yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. So I was going to say that one of the cool things that we have coming up next week is for sales producers. And we're doing live prospecting calls. So we've been teaching prospecting for the last 30 days for producers. Yeah, now we're going to turn it live. So everyone's going to, you know, we're going to be in a virtual environment. When it's your turn to, to go, you're going live. You're going to unmute yourself and you're going to do prospecting calls. But here it is. It's not a I got you deal. It's all about everybody helping everybody. Right. So we're going to give you live feedback. We're going to congratulate you if you got an appointment. Right. Like, again, it's about putting it in action. It's about getting better. It's about doing the things that you have to do. So again, I'm not just going to teach you or my team's not just going to teach you about prospecting. We're going to put it in play as well. And you don't have to be a premier strategy boss client to be a part of Patty. Like Patty's for the universe. And, and that's what we want. Yeah, dude. I think that's fantastic. And I love the idea of the, the cold call day because it's also accountability. You know, like you show up, you got to do the work. You can't, there's right. no hiding. Right. You just don't go to the track and start running, right? You practice a lot before you get yep. there. And, but these are live calls. So you could be watching somebody lay in their biggest account or their next account or exactly. whatever. Exactly. And there's no, like I said, there's no hiding. And if you'd be like, okay, this is exactly what, you know, Sally said to get that call, you know, to get that going. And this is what right. happened here. And right. if it doesn't work out, then you got 15 people cheering you on and be like, hey, here's what maybe I would have done or here's what could have happened. Right. So do you lead that discussion from there or do you just kind of let everybody just jump in? No. So I, I kick it off. Like, yeah. Just by like, hey, here's what I heard. Yeah. And then everybody kind of goes in from there. So much so that the, the group has asked me to do like the first cold call. So I'm going to cold call too. That's awesome. Yeah, put your money where your mouth is. Let's well, hear you do one. Exactly. Exactly. Love it. I'm, I'm all for it. The competition. Yeah, the competitor in you. Right. Oh, yeah, you're ready. Yes, sir. I think that's awesome. I think so, that's so tell Stacy I'm calling her first. Then you should. <laughs> I hope you do. I hope you do because she'll give you the money. She'll give it. She'll give it to you. No, there you go. I think that's awesome. I, I love that. Um, so, you know, that's pretty awesome. So, you know, so Patty, um, you started off, you know, with this idea and now it's been what, two or three months, four months. How long has it been going now? No. So I had the focus group for about a month, month and a half. We officially kicked off and launched it to the universe the day after Labor Day. So we're just okay. a couple of weeks in for the universe. Okay. We, so, have, we so have about and 75 so. agencies in there right now. That's awesome. So it's going well. Like you kicked it off and it's going well. It's still in the infancy stages. Yeah, exactly. Dude, it feels like it's been a minute because I saw your first post about it and I immediately got excited. And you yeah. could see the buzz going around, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what I love about LinkedIn. You can kind of see, you know, and you can watch certain trends happen and people were excited about Patty. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been amazing thus far. It's only getting better. It's only getting better. We have, yeah. you know, we have resource assets. So, you know, we've got producer playbooks that we're building. So imagine, you know, Heath is a producer and artists and contractors is his niche. Why why that should be your niche, I don't know. But well, no, you've got a playbook it. that includes a buyer persona. It includes uncovering pain questions. And then it includes a full-blown risk assessment. So all the questions that you would need to ask an artist and contractor 
is all right there. Everything's right there. Dude, I love it. And, and we, we have that for like 15 different niches. So contractors, hotels, educational institutions, restaurants, you name it, we, we have it or we're going to build it out. Yeah, and I think that's cool with, with Patty being a community like you built it in a social aspect. You're able to keep the finger on the pulse of what's new, what's going on, because you've got real deal solid agencies out there that are doing this every day coming at you and talking to you about it. It's not like, mm-hmm. and I know you keep your finger on the pulse and travel and do that, but having real deal like live agents out there doing this with you, that's got to create a whole other aspect to it. Oh, it's amazing because it helps me know the trainings that we need to provide because we just get asked the question. Yeah. Like it, it's amazing. So like yesterday or not yesterday, last week we were talking about performance improvement and employee auditing. And someone's like, I don't know what to do. And then like five people also said, yeah, we don't know what to do. So I said, Hey, well, what if I just create a training and we talk about it and everybody's like, yes, let's do that. So in a couple of weeks, we're doing a auditing employee improvement or employee performance training for leaders. Right on. I imagine right now you probably get a lot of questions about how to handle this hard market. And yep. what's going on, you know, whether it's personal lines, commercial lines, hell, we just had a a, a new company, not a new company, but a company in Arkansas pull. I mean, they had shut down, like completely shutting down. And you hear about that in Florida, you hear about it in California, but it happens in my own backyard. It's like, holy smokes. And now I've got agents calling me in Arkansas saying, what do I do? What's I do? I got a half million dollar book with such and such carrier. Now I got to move it, but everybody's high right now and everybody's rates are through the roof and everything's going yep. on. And I'm, you know, trying to field some of those, but like for you on a national scale, I mean, you're probably getting a lot of those questions. Yeah. I mean, we've done for a few networks, like three networks, we literally have done and are in the process. Like next week, we also have another one of how to pivot in this hard market. Right. And one of the things that I tell everybody, and it's funny because another one of my, my homies, and I'm going to name drop two, David Carruthers has literally been saying the same thing, right? If you've been for the last 20 years or whatever, if your agency has always been transactionalist, even if you didn't realize it, you're in a world of you know what, yep. right? Like if you've never provided consultative advisory level mm-hmm. communication and efforts with your customers and prospects, you're in a world of trouble because you're the, ones, you're the ones that are suffering right now, right? I can Agreed. promise you most agencies and a lot of the agencies that we work with where that mindset is, I'm at the advisory level, right? Like, yep. we're just like your accountant. We're just like your attorney. We're just like your yep. doctor. We're just like your financial analyst, right? Yep. If, that, if that's been the mindset and that's been the culture of your agency, you're totally fine right now because you've been proactive. You've been that advisor. Your, your clients understand what's going on. If you've been the lowest price and we've been around for a hundred years and we have a hundred carriers and blah, blah. If that's been your selling point. You're not good. You're not good at all. You're struggling, but there is hope for you, right? There is hope for you, but you've got to start seeing yourself. And, And this goes back to that aha moment of what's been the biggest surprise for me, right? You've got to be willing to look at, what do we really do? And yeah. by the way, when when someone calls in, 
do we care more about how we put things in our management system or do we care more about providing solutions and solving problems? And I guarantee you there's a lot of people on the call that are listening, right? That are like, oh, well, yeah, we care about solving problems. But I promise you when I go talk to your staff, it's everything has to be documented this way in the management system and it's got to be linked here and you got to do this and you got to go there. That tells me you care more about that and so does your staff than the actual problem I have. Yeah, no, I agree. And I always ask, you know, producers or I'll ask agency owners and whatnot, you know, when someone calls in, a new customer calls in and they ask you, why should I do business with you? What's your number one answer? If they say, because we have the lowest price in town, you're in trouble. You know, you should be able to spit off, you know, all these value adds that you bring to the table. You should be able to tell them why other than price. Price should be the last thing you bring up. You right. know, I'll, same thing with with great service and the number of carriers that we have and how long we've been in business, right? Exactly. Like, so, you know, folks listening to this podcast, raise customer your hand service. if you provide great service. I'm pretty sure everybody just put their hand up, right? Raise your hand if you represent more than three carriers. Pretty sure everybody put their hands up. So, what makes you different? 100%. Right? What, what's your difference? And that's what you need to go figure out. A hundred percent. And that's where it's at. I mean, and again, going back to the surprise thing, you know, you and I have sat in a lot of agencies offices over the years. And it's like, you know, that's the number one, two, and three things you hear is the carriers represent customer service and then the price. And it's like, there's gotta be more, you know, even if, and I, and I always tell people, okay, low hanging fruit. You could bring up people talk about it just to get the ball rolling is we're involved in the community, you know, just find something outside of, Price, mm-hmm. carriers, and customer service. And just be like, you know, we love our community. Da, da, da. And then from there, you can start leading off into whatever value adds you go from there, you know, mm-hmm. in our agency. And for you, this is the values that we'll bring to the table. And I don't care if it's OSHA training. I don't care if it's, you know, work comp mod audits. I don't care if you bring up, I don't care what you bring up. Just find something besides price. Absolutely. Absolutely. Crazy. Yes, so sir. when we get into, okay, you talk about Patty, but even, you know, reverse engineering Patty to where you came to Patty, what are some of the things that at Premier Strategy Box, the people that may not have called you or may not, you know, have done business with you before, what are some of those strategies you bring to the table? What are some of the things that you guys talk about? What are some of those things that you could talk to them about that they could get to thinking about in the hard market and maybe even call you? Yeah, so, and and I'm going to shout out my team because this is the team that does everything right here. So I'm going to go in what they do. Right. So Darius Mason on our team leads our RevOps strategy. So your new business strategy, your renewal process, your renewal strategy, your win back strategy. Those are things you need to be focused on right now. And that's what Darius Mason helps you with. So everything from identifying what the process is, what it should be, what are the steps of the processes, who should be working the processes, can automation help you in the process? Like all of that is Darius Mason all day long. Mike Taylor is the greatest and best sales strategist on the planet. So producer coaching, producer accountability, sales strategy, that's what Mike Taylor does. So if your producers aren't hitting the mark, Mike's the guy to call. If your producers are hitting the mark and they just need that that little motivation, Mike's the guy to call. Chris Smith is our COO and does amazing things with culture. So if you need to look at your culture, your employee satisfaction, because I promise you, Ethan, you see it too, right? There's some culture challenges out there. 
right? If you can't get new blood into your agency, there's a reason. If you're constantly having to replace people, there's a reason. If you need help with your VA strategy, Chris can help with that too. So culture and how to utilize virtual assistants, that's what Chris does. So collectively, that's what Premier Strategy Box is about. And I'm just the janitor. I make sure the floors are clean. That's it. <laughs> I love that. And I appreciate the humility there. But, I, you know, that's obviously not the, the whole truth on that. I know there's a lot that you bring to the table besides being the, the chief bottle washer. But uh, <laughs> I uh, I do appreciate the humility, though. But uh, so got, right now, you know, if you're listening to this and you, you've heard some stuff that Nick's brought up and you want to reach out, I would love for you guys to go to their uh, website is mystrategybox.com mystrategybox.com make sure you check that out and then is there you know an email address or is there a facebook page or linkedin is there a a way a community they can get involved in or linkedin you guys know i'm there just mick hunt Um, my email is mick.hunt at mystrategybox.com and then also if you want to learn more about patty you can you can see it on mystrategybox.com but then also agencydevelopment.com. That's how you get into Patty. And if you send me a message, I'll, I'll give the mayor and the mayor's listeners a, a discount as well, too. So Nice. I love that. I appreciate that. And then also, I have a lot of these people, too. But if you're a, a PIA, a big eye, a, a, you know, a network, a you know association, a, a vendor of some sort, you're looking for a speaker, you're looking for somebody to come in and talk to your group. You know, like you said, you traveled to, you've done 14 or so this year, but I'm sure, you know, next year you may have a little open, open spots on your calendar. You could be able to travel a little bit. Potentially, potentially. No, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you can reach out to Mick there because I know he does a good job. I've heard him speak before at one of those two or three events. We've actually been in the same room. Uh, you did a great job uh, speaking when I heard you. And so I, uh, I would, that's why the reason why I want to have you on here now. And so, again, I appreciate everything that you've done. I appreciate your, in your 23 Jordan year. Uh, Jordan year. Yes, sir. The, the Jordan year. <laughs> uh, that's a long time to be in this industry and to give so much you've given in the last several years. And, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate you always being willing to help. You know, I appreciate you always chiming in on LinkedIn or getting involved in things. I can tell the passion's there. I appreciate that back, man. And, and anytime you ever need me for anything, you know, I tell you this offline too, you know, I'm always there for you. So hundred percent, every need for me, whatever, whatever the mayor needs, I'm there, brother. Man, I appreciate that. I'll tell you another thing that I love is, you know, you can always tell about somebody's character by the people they surround themselves with. And you did a lot of good name drop in there, but that shows the character because all those people you talked about are top character guys. You talk about parody, so Number one, like character guy, integrity guy. Yep. You know, Daniel Song, you know, integrity, character. You bring up Brian Hanley. You brought up some names there that are just Mike Fusco, you know, people that are just character guys. You know, you don't see them in scandals. You don't see them in problems. You don't see them doing things the wrong way. They're just good dudes. And they're always the first one to raise their hand and help out. Amen to that. Absolutely. I don't know how many people I've talked to over the last, 10, 15 years have said, I got my start talking to Chris Paradiso at this event, or I, I -hmm. heard Daniel song at this or Ryan Hanley back in 2005 when I was listening to his podcast or, right. Right. You know, it's crazy. So uh, that shows a lot about who you are. And I was so happy when I finally did get to meet you in person that you were the real deal, legit 
what everybody said you were. So thanks for that. All right, so I'm done kissing your ass now. Um, I'm done. <laughs> I do appreciate you coming on and talking a little bit uh, and, and tell us about Patty, talking about you know some of the things to do. If you could leave the audience, the citizens of Insurance Town, with one piece of advice right now, what would that be? Man, that's a great question. So, again, the competitiveness in me, the, the winner of me, figure out what a win looks like for you in your okay. age. Right. What does a win really look like? Right. For you, because everybody's win is different. So figure out what a win is and, and win every freaking day, man, because winning is learned. Winning is learning. You've got to create those moments where you can win to build that momentum because then you will hate freaking losing. And that's what it should be about. Yeah, dude. And that winning is contagious. It is. Once somebody on your team figures out how to do that, they start doing it. Then that competitive juice start flowing. Then everybody right. starts wanting to win. And then next thing you know, you look up and y'all are growing. Right. Exactly. Love that advice. I think that's fantastic. Dude, again, I appreciate you coming on. Guys, reach out to this fella. Uh, he's uh, he's going to be able to help you out a lot. Hopefully one of these events coming up soon, because we got convention season coming up again soon. Hopefully we'll run into each other, man. I Again, I appreciate you. We have to make that happen. And I appreciate you more than you know, brother. I appreciate you. All right, man. Have a good day. He's awesome, right? Just such an easy conversation, so much fun. We talk, we laugh, we have fun. And he's also added so much value to the call and to the Zoom, to the podcast. What am I trying to say? Jeez. Um, I, he just, I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> he's in his Jordan year, which I thought was great. He talked about uh, Patty. He talked about winning. I love his top five. Uh, athletes have influenced him with Stanley Morgan, Jordan, Kobe, Bo Jackson, and Lawrence Taylor. Man, pulling out of the old school bag. Man, I love that. But it's a UNC guy, so I knew he had to do it. Anyway, guys, if you have an idea of a guest or a subject that you want me to get into, don't hesitate. You know, send me an email, hit me on the uh, socials, and let's talk about it. Heath at Town Podcast. I'm Thanks again, guys. I look forward to hanging out with you again next week.